0: And and sad, sad. He won't make me make the women what I wanted. I wanted to make it scary. Oh, shut up! (laughs)
1: <laughs> hello
0: and welcome everybody to about 10 people's favorite podcasts it's the end pod <laughs> and today before we get started what i want to tell you not enough people are subscribing to this. we get a lot of unique people watching this so i want you now whatever you're listening to this on i'm speaking to you Yeah, you great lump of gorgeous. And what I want you to do is just get your little finger and just tippy-tappy on subscribe. Give us a like. If you're on Spotify, give us a five-star rating because we deserve it. We deserve a lot more as well. So subscribe, follow, like, comment, share, all that goodness on all the platforms. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on wherever you listen to podcasts or maybe listen to us now unless it's on YouTube. But... Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Today we're going to have a little double header for some films we've been watching. A little bit late to the party, but I think we'll we'll stick this one up as final word. The final word, the final say, the conclusion. We can close the book and <laughs> move on, frankly. <laughs> so, first of all, we're going to talk about the Northmen, and then we're going to have we're going to get deep down and dirty with Doctor Strange the multiverse of madness so first of all tim's with me as always how are you today tim
2: i'm great matt how are you
0: i'm i'm fine you see i've got enthusiasm this is what happens when you get enough sleep
2: (laughs) well here's (laughs) the thing i'm feeling a little nervous this morning well it's morning here when we're recording in the uh us today and i'm feeling a little nervous do you guys watch or follow the nba basketball in the uk
0: not really. I get snippets when stuff happens. I saw, um, is it the is it Grizzlies? The Grizzlies are. The up Memphis really... Grizzlies,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Didn't they break the record for like three pointers, blocks? They almost had a perfect um, qualification for the playoffs. Is that almost accurate? You know, it's,
2: those are all words that are very funny to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> qualification, that's so funny. Qualification for the playoffs. Well, here, here's the thing. I, it's very very popular <laughs> here and there's a very very big game today i like the boston celtics which is a uh, you know one of the club teams so we're playing a boston
0: big game. <laughs> yeah
2: it's like grip of massachusetts and i i'm a i was raised a celtics fan and i'm just like itching to watch this game but like nervous you guys know the feeling like you're desperate for just you're nervous for the outcome
0: it's the yeah, whole game yeah. okay
2: game 7 the winner of this game moves on to the conference finals which is like the final 4 yeah. so uh I'm trying to keep my, like, you know, Composure. in check as we go through this. So if I, if that sounded less than uh, enthusiastic, it's because I'm trying to keep it even keel.
0: Well, it was no less interesting than usual.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but overall, I'm doing great. So thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about these movies.
0: What's the state of play with the Celtics? Are they, are they good again? Or like, what, who's, who's the, who are the, yeah. the main contenders? Who's in the mix this year? Celtics are definitely one of the main contenders.
2: There's a, um, like a statistical, there's some statistical analyses of like the who, who would be considered the favorites to win the finals, which is the championship. And the Celtics are the top team currently in a lot of these okay. analyses, which is kind of funny because they were very, very bad for half the season. then they just like flipped a switch and became great. Like that all crazy. great. And so, um, you Know, oh man, it's gonna be, it's just so exciting. I can't even tell you. So, it's them. The the so the, the teams remaining are them and the team called the Milwaukee Bucks, which is who we're playing right now. The winner of that moves on to play the team called the Miami Heat, which are famous for uh, you know, LeBron James used to play for them, they won a bunch of titles when he was there. Shaq, Shaq played, yep, yeah, Shaq played for the Heat like 15 years ago. Very good, yeah, there we go. Um, Dwayne Wade, so they, they have a pretty nice pedigree, anyway. They're in the Conference finals. If the Celtics win today, they'll play the Heat. On the other side, in the West, you've got um, Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry. You may have heard of him. He's
0: very, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Very famous. Um, against, uh, well, the winner, uh, there's another Game 7 over there. It's Phoenix Suns against Dallas Mavericks.
0: Oh, so um, the Grizzlies were nowhere near them? No, no, they
2: were. They played Golden State. They just lost like, oh, okay. here's, uh, like two nights ago. So whoever wins that series, so that, that series will- <laughs> um golden state and the winner of that will play the winner of the other like the two conferences yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's really funny because teams like um uh, Dallas Mavericks Golden State yeah. uh, Clippers I don't know if they've had any rejuvenation but going back to the 90s in Jordan area these were like the yeah. whipping boys and then like the Mavericks actually oh, managed yeah. to win the whole fucking thing that you know, <laughs> I was I was totally looking, like <laughs> that's was on Wikipedia going this yeah, I mean, like, be right. This is so true. So true. It's, it's true. too,
2: because, like, yeah, I mean, the Celtics have been allergic to uh quality basketball since like the eighties, <laughs> and have now, like, now are so good and it's just like mm. so exciting. I mean, my childhood looking back on that, I was like, the Celtics were in the finals and winning championships all the time. Yeah, well, Larry
0: Bird and Magic Johnson, wouldn't it? Yeah, it exactly. That just pre Jordan right. era.
2: Yep, exactly. Right before Jordan, right? Yep. The resurgence of the NBA. The NBA was basically dead in the 70s. And then those guys came to the league mm. and a great rivalry. kind of There was
0: there was Hakeem as well, wasn't there? Um Hakeem was great.
2: He played for the Rockets. He was what, just an all-time i
0: no, I've I've got that wrong. Who am I thinking of? The dude that was in the Bruce Lee films as well. Not oh, you're oh, talking about Kareem. Kareem, yeah, Kareem. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, yeah. He had such grace for like a big man. It's kind of like a ballerina with the ball in his hand. It was crazy. So true, so
2: true. And so lumbering. Like you never thought he could beat you because he's just like he is graceful, but he's very like well, at least in his older years. Like we was like when I remember him, he was like in his like 40, like late 30s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's like a lot slower, but he still was just like an assassin.
0: Well, this is a good time to introduce Brian, who's also with us today. Do you know who um <laughs> Kareem sounds a lot like. He sounds like a very popular former football over here who had a who had a particularly good touch for a big man, Peter Crouch. Would you agree with that uh, assumption, Brian? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, Crouchy. Yeah, he was good on, on the corner. You can get him on on, on the end. You he just lumbered <laughs> over everyone else. Yeah. So yeah, Crouchy. Yeah.
0: How are you, friend?
1: Good, good, good. I'm I'm not feeling myself. I don't know what it is. I was just speaking to my eldest about it. Mm. Uh, and yeah, like I, I'm having an out of body experience. So I'm here, but I'm not. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what that's about. And yeah. But I, I'm here. I'm here, man. I'm here for it. I'm good for it. Um I was listening to you guys talking about um, sports and my team played yesterday, it was the FA Cup. And my neighbor was just like, oh, are you going to come watch the match? And I was just like, <laughs> nah, they'll win it. Yeah, fingers crossed. I've got to a place where I cannot allow that level of anticipation. And, you know, that I just, I have to bottle it and park it somewhere else because I just got real yeah. shit to deal with. But uh, <laughs> occasionally... I, I'll allow myself to go, yay, and go, oh, team! And, oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did your team win? Oh, you spoiled yeah. Liverpool. Uh-huh. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's... Do you <laughs> know what the Chelsea. annoying thing was? I realised I was a little bit behind on my stream, but I kept on moving it forward, and <laughs> it um it was just going to, like, oh, I was like, hang on a minute. There's no way it's a 60s fucking minute. We're in extra time. Yeah. So I reset it, brought it back on. Third penalty end. So I just moved it back a bit. Like, obviously, I know what happens with the first three. But I thought, I still want to see it, to see if there's anyone I can get angry about dicking about with silly hot skips and jumps for the easiest (laughs) kick you'll ever have. So I do it. I'm well enjoying it. And it's got to the point where it's on the, like, it's on the, um, somebody needs a save. And, um, damn it, the Chelsea goalkeeper, who's been really, really close, manages to pull off a a save. So it goes to four all, and then it's sudden death. And just... And just as that penalty, just before that penalty was going to be taken, the push notification came through, Liverpool are the FA Cup champions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, there you go. That took all the steam out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end sportcast.
0: <laughs> Tune in next week.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, They're international are-
0: sportcasts. People have got uh, people have got a more rounded appreciation of our characters now. Like it's all right to drop a little bit of sport in every now and again. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not like we're going to lose any listeners. <laughs> <For> <laughs> <our liberty. laughs> so the first film that we're going to give uh, a once over to is The Northman, and it's done by is it Richard Eggers? Robert. Robert Eggers and it is a semi-historical depiction of the Viking berserkers of the age and it stars Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, it's got Ethan Hawke in there, Anna Taylor-Joy's Fanny (laughs) and Anna Taylor-Joy among a bunch of others such as Willem Dafoe, it is a star-studded cast be- I, abso- I absolutely loved it from start to finish. I didn't have any twitching in an uncomfortable cinemacy. It was enjoyable. It was action packed. It made you think about the sort of expectations and about how films structured in the most primeval way. And that, are we comfortable with films only having villains in it? And I really enjoyed that, it, that there was a part of it where you thought, hang on, there aren't any good guys in this. There, there's no good guys, there is simply a protagonist. And I really, really like that. So Brian, how did you feel about it?
1: Yeah, the Northmen, you know what? It was funny, my, my son was down a couple of weekends ago and I was like, okay, we can go and do more beers. And at this, at that time I thought everything, everywhere, all at once was in the UK, but it wasn't. Was not. Uh, or we can do the Northmen. And he just definitely goes, oh, let's do the Northmen northman and i was like really you don't want to see more of this and he was just like mm. and i almost talked him out of seeing the northman which i'm so fucking glad i didn't yeah. um uh, so yeah we went to see it and i remember one of the reviewers called it uh a kick in the chest yeah that was a good kick in the chest God, it's, <laughs> it's just
0: brutal mix. isn't it from start it's to finish it's just unapologetic savagery
1: yeah yeah, yeah loved it loved it it was good stuff and and because i've been a, a fan of vikings and even watching the last mm. new series uh, i'm d- addicted to it now what i loved about this was the historical accuracy and portrayal mm-hmm. yeah just brutal just creativity to even pull in on um, norse mythology and all that stuff yeah. and still make it time for po- poetry po- poetry Popo. How do you even know that? Was was really deft filmmaking, yeah. Yeah, absolutely highly recommended. I liked how
0: it left it open to whether you wanted it to be mythological or literal. In some parts, it would give you almost a kind of Sherlock Holmes um dumbledunk um this is how it could play out <laughs> and then it sort of brings it back and goes no it's literally just a cave. <laughs> but yeah. How did how did you feel for
2: Uh in general about the movie I love the movie. Um, and one thing Matt you said in the outset about there being no where all the heroes are evil, right? That that mm. is astute. And and to the extent if there's any innocence in the entire film, it's really mm. There's one, it's Amalith, the main character as a boy, who is quickly in effect, right? Like when his dad is killed, he is in effect killed when he becomes his older self. I just thought it was like so raw, like very visceral. The sound, Mm -hmm. so in your face, it was just really incredible. Um, I really, really liked the movie. I really have no complaints about the movie. I thought it was extremely exciting to watch. See your pants like some of it's hard to watch you know it's very very violent and gory i thought it was awesome and i thought you're right about the uh, about whether it can be taken literally or with some magical touches it draws on like the south asian south american like literary tradition of like magical realism it's it's really a beautiful film and he's a very exciting filmmaker i think like I don't know if you guys saw The Witch several years back, a movie I loved. I'd never heard of him at that point, but the movie's... Mm, yeah, yeah. He definitely has a sort of, like... He and Anna Taylor-Joy are going to make a lot of films together. She's That was her breakout role, and she was so excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was great. I would highly recommend it. And even beyond the sound editing, the color palette is so interesting. There's, like, it's, like, grayscale almost entirely, unless you get these big yeah. lanterns, and then it's like, that beautiful green of, like, the springtime a brown palette but otherwise it's all on a basically a gray scale it's very interesting
0: i actually questioned in the first 30 seconds if it was yeah. in fact going to be in black and white and i was like sure i'm sure the the trailers were full color but yeah it's a good juxtaposition between the direction of the film because what where everything is of this gray palette th- there is no gray area in the characters they are all hideously yeah. I wouldn't say flawed, but they are defined by glorious purpose to quote uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the bits that was shocking for me was Nicole Kidman's reveal. You kind of you knew it, but the way she played it literally made me feel sick to my stomach. And that is fucking acting. I was like, Where's this bitch been? Wow.
0: Avenge my father, save my mother, kill my uncle. All of these things he doesn't really get to do. But yeah. like it's what drives him through the whole whole film. It's almost like the savagery was born out of that lust for writing the wrongs of his childhood. But yeah. then I mean, Jesus Christ, he was big, wasn't he? He, he is, is a huge AF bison. It
1: was huge. It's a Renan's
0: big. Is he renowned for being, like, a big dude? or Because I never... um, He's so big!
2: He did do another film where he had to bulk up quite a bit. I can't remember what it was, though. He's huge. He was obviously, like, on some kind of gear, like some kind of performance (laughs) performance, (laughs) enhancement. I would have to say.
1: (laughs) I mean, you've got to be.
0: I mean, how old is he? Uh, Let's have a look at the old He's 40. I think he's 40. Yeah, your testosterone is like depleted to such an extent, that's like a three-year body change with totally. even, I mean, I know, um, is it Rob McKel- McKeldry from uh, Always- uh,
2: Rob McElwaney,
0: yeah. Rob He says yeah. that when he got into that incredible shape for, was it, what they on season 12? So he's been in that shape for three seasons now, so like maybe nine or ten. And he said, it's easy, anyone can do it. You've just got to have a personal trainer with you every single day of the week. You've got to have someone making your food and watching your food every single day of the week. And you've got to be prepared to be in the gym every single day of the week. He said, it's that easy, anybody can do it. Tom Hardy actually affected his body permanently for Bane. Like he got so like brutishly big and he said he'd never do it again. I've been to the gym and followed the the, the, the strict diet for um, about five, ten times a week, like really sticking to it, like going twice a day for I don't know four or five days a week. You can't do it, like you can't okay. go from yeah. you can't. It's not possible. Like I was even measuring parts of my body, and while would like it's satisfying to do it and take on the caloric, like the excess in eating. You can't put on that amount of weight and stay lean. It's not possible unless you have someone managing your macro and micronutrients, and especially for people that like our age, like you need like testosterone replacement at the very least, like because your yep. your body's basically any anabolic hormones like other than insulin, which you're only going to get from eating too much sugar, which is counterproductive anyway. Like you can't. Well, there you go. We've done sport. We've done men's health. <laughs> 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 so, were, so hashtag Hollywood junkies To be yeah. fair I, If someone came to me and said Look, if you take this seriously I'll get you some steroids, like some good ones I'd probably I'd go for it in the short term But then I was always, always, always somebody that thought Well I give like, heroin a go once Because I want to see what the fuss is about Like nobody ever does it once So it must <laughs>
1: must really like it Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I want you to touch on the other worldly stuff that features heavily in all of the best viking stuff that i've seen the guy that played kycilius in mads mickelson yeah thank you yeah there's one that he did yonks ago i think it's called valhalla Mm. and it's awesome it's the same kind of vengeance flick and it's something that really intrigues me about how they have some kind of telepathy or premonition the druid stuff and the, the witchery. If you had nothing but nature and people, the expansiveness of the mind would almost enable that to happen. I mean, the the awesomeness of when at night after they've uh, sacked their first village, after transforming into wolves and bears, behave. I'm a guy that used to love slaying the berserker. Come on, A.D. Oh my gosh. And to see that played out, I was in heaven literal
0: rape and pillage. When they actually, they take all the children and put them in that wooden hut.
1: Oh my gosh. You
0: know, you know something bad's coming. Yeah. But then, but then the last scene until so they switch to the next location is that yeah. it just yeah. burning. Yeah. It's just like the punctuation of just the savagery yeah. and the intent with which it was um, pervaded as well. It sets you up at the beginning for the chosen child, hero's journey, revenge yeah. story, but yeah. then very oh, soon yeah. afterwards, it's like, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So when it moved to the second act, and it's just a village. How, boy, was I mistaken? Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, masquerading <laughs> no. as a slave. You know mm. all of that stuff. You know going to fight the other town, and there's nothing in in Iceland or is it Greenland? Which one is it? Greenland. I think. It
0: was, I believe. Right? I I thought it was Iceland too. Oh yeah, Iceland.
1: Yeah, one of them. But there's nothing on either of them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um And yeah, just wow. Like what he did to the first people that like, he met. Oh, word is fun Oh, when
0: he puts them together as the horse oh, or the yeah. body parts. wow
1: Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: Kidman scene, Brian, you were talking about the big reveal when they're in the hut together. At first, the acting's so good in that scene that at first I was not sure as the viewer whether she was being genuine.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: It's it's like partly the acting, partly the direction. Like my expectation was so firmly entrenched as to what was supposed to happen that when she yeah. revealed I was like, wait, 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 wait am I meant to believe this? Is he meant to believe this? Like, is she yeah. just doing, yeah, like, yeah, 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 a yeah. new son? Like, what is actually happening here? It took a minute for me to believe it. And I thought that was just like such deft combination of acting and direction. And that's yeah, yeah, very yeah. affecting.
0: Did you sit there and go, I don't remember it being a step <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Yeah. Like- because neither of them seemed shocked about this. It is this just like a, a part of history that I didn't know? <laughs> that that mums are fine?
1: <laughs> it was, that was, yeah. did
0: I miss that part?
1: Of yeah, did, was yeah, it yeah. Just... I was like, hang on, wait, what?
0: Yeah, exactly. When she kisses him, it's like, he just looks as if, it's almost like he's weighing it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm not against the idea, but how do I know she's being <laughs> genuine? I mean, what if she's just playing me? <laughs> it was yeah. I mean, what yeah. what, what, what yeah. if what if she's it's like like when you just go well, I could ask her out, but what if she says no? It wasn't like <laughs> what what are you doing?
2: It'll <laughs> ruin our relationship if <laughs> she's like, but, yeah.
0: Oh. yeah. To be fair though, like he's a sexy man and Nicole Kidman is aging particularly well.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got I mean, a good knife, man. She's got she's under a good knife. <laughs>
0: I mean, Casanova managed to seduce his own daughter, so I mean, (laughs) is this too far? (laughs) Right, let's get on to Multiverse of Madness. So, in case anybody doesn't know yet, it was the most recent, I hesitate to say, latest. (laughs) Although it's only been a week and a half, isn't it? So, it is the most recent entry to the MCU. It's got Bumbleduck Cumberstunch as the <laughs> titular character. There's
1: two Bumbledunks in it, in fact.
0: Oh, is there? <laughs> oh, were we lucky. So, Elizabeth Olsen, Chitawella J4, Benedict Wong plays Wong. I always love that. And it's got Sochi uh, Gomez as America, Chavez, Rachel McAdwin Returns, and a bunch of other characters. And it was directed... By Sam Raimi, and it was written by Michael Waldron, who the two pair of them came in as Scott Derrickson walked away from the project because he wasn't allowed to make it scary enough. Now, I've Is said that this why? I know that before.
1: I don't know what yeah, particular
2: backstory. I really try to avoid anything about this movie. Like Matt, we've talked about this before. Like I
0: yeah. avoid
2: the trailers, but I try to avoid anything. Mm. Um, Now that so many of the MCU's been spoiled, I didn't realize that Sam Raimi was going to came into the project late. I just didn't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, um, the pandemic basically gave him the time to work with it from scratch. But what was happening was in the interviews and the press he was doing about it, was he was saying we're making the MCU's first horror film. And Feige gave him the, Amy Pascal, there we go. Oh, right. when Pascal was like oh it's all connected and he gave it a look he like gave Derrickson and he was like well you know it's not not completely horror I mean kids can still come and see I would probably argue kids probably shouldn't go and see this one because it is quite <laughs> gruesome Like, but um, anyway and then he was doing all these tweets about oh I've done some soul search you know, I've spoken to people and I'm just not going to be able to do the film that I actually want to do so I'm going to walk away from it if I can't do you know it's with a really heavy heart Scott Derrickson, shut the fuck up. You are not James Gunn with a film under your belt that was any really good except for the special effects that were just paid for by external consultants, two external consultants. You have done one good film in your filmography and you think you can walk into the MCU and change how it all works and now you're walking away, you stupid fuck. Like you had literally, this was gonna change your career like James Gunn, like the Russos. The Russos are now doing a production firm that keeps doing stinkers and they're still a big name. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and the Russos are using all the MCU cast. You couldn't just sit there and do one more film under instruction and then boost the rest of your career. Because literally you have done one film that anybody's ever watched and it's less good sequel. Like nobody even knows what Scott Derrickson was until you did Doctor Strange. Like it blows my mind how petulant and and sad sad. He won't make me make the film what I wanted. I wanted to make it scary. Oh, shut up. (laughs) 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 So that was the guy that didn't make the film. The man, yeah. Sam Raimi, who did make the film. Now, I thought it was quite clearly Sam Raimi. Horrific elements to it that definitely had his stamp on it. I actually feel like there was more Easter eggs to the Sam Raimi filmography than there was actual MCU <laughs> Easter eggs. Yeah, I, it, I it like really had that stamp on it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, just general impressions. I thought it was fine. Um, I don't think that we need to say it's great or disastrous. I think it was okay. And I think before I went in, I thought with the multiversal stuff that the runtime wasn't long enough to cover it all. But what it actually turned out to be for me was a film that had an apt runtime that didn't actually explore any madness or very much multiverse. (laughs) This film was perfectly functionary You wanted to see this? Here it is. And now we're going to get back. And now back to our original programming. (laughs) But yeah, what did you think, Tim? What were your uh, out-of-the-theater reactions? My out-of-the-theater reaction
2: was I liked this movie a lot.
0: Um,
1: Really? It
2: was a lot of fun. And it's possible that much of that has to do with the fact that I didn't go in knowing anything about the movie. I mean, I knew that... Elizabeth Olsen was going to be in it, obviously, and that, um, you know, whatever, the this, this sorcerer stuff was going to be in it. But I didn't, I had no idea. And I don't know to the extent that this was well known that, you know, those reveals, like the what if reveals, like, did anyone know? Am I the only person that didn't know? Yeah, the- yeah.
0: it was all spoiled. And actually yeah, In actual fact, it's one of uh, Bob Paycheck's um, things that he's taken over the final say on trailers, whereas Feige used to sit on whatever lot it is in. Burbank that he used to go and give the final okay to that it's been taken out but he was actually the only time I've ever seen Feige crack a little bit in the on the red carpet was they were saying oh um, do you feel like they're actually giving a bit too much away in this because they showed Pro X they showed Captain Carter uh, the Illuminati was you know not hinted to but like really that as well, because we are used to things being kept so close that it made us expect that there was going to be a lot more. Because, well, if mm-hmm. they're giving us that, um, and he went, yeah, they gave they gave too much away, and that's all I'm talking about. Okay, so
2: as far as I was concerned, I had absolutely no idea that Reed Richards was going to be in the movie. I had no idea that, that Professor X was going to be there. So when that happened, I'm like biting my lip, like I got a little like soldier in my pants. I'm like so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that reveal itself was like worth the price of admission. Um, I thought it was like great in a way that Sam Raimi movies can be great. I mean, it was like fun. There were some, there was a couple of jump scares, like that one scene where yep. Scarlet Witch like comes out from behind and like she's all like zombified. That was like, I got scared by that. That was like a really, really effective jump scare. I thought like there's the, of course, like the horror comedy elements where, you know, the zo- like the zombie Doctor Strange just trying to have a serious conversation as his like mm-hmm. face. Going off, I thought it was very very fun, um, and I I was definitely impressed with it. I thought it was very creative. It was character driven in a way which these movies aren't always. I thought it was like kind of insightful about Doctor Strange's character and about um, Wanda's character. Really, I liked it quite a bit.
0: I liked it. That's quite interesting because I was going to say the opposite. Um, I know I'd seen it. You had said the
2: opposite, so we should talk <laughs>
1: about yeah.
0: I mean, on the horror elements to start with, I felt that. When um, I think it was Moon Knight episode five, where there's the the mummified cave thing that's sort of stalking um, oh, whoever the lady character is, the sexy lady, sidekick lady from Moon Knight. And it comes out from a crack in the like a crevice in the in the rock face and grabs her and pulls her into the dark. Like that made me jump and I thought, wow, that's actually pretty scary for the MCU. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that Doctor Strange had similar moments. However, the difference with Doctor Strange and why it's not truly horrific or terrifying is that everything's done in red smoke or in daylight. So whereby some of the things were quite scary that, well, it's everything's worse at night, isn't it? Everything's worse in the dark. So. That's probably the line that they had to toe, But yeah, to the opposite thing. I mean, the rumours are this is all building to the incursion that starts Secret Wars down the line, maybe phase six or whatever it is. <laughs> to get there, that we've had films now that are so plot heavy and so simply arriving at a place the the characters are almost golems in that just being bounced from scene to scene because we need to get to a place whereas with obviously we had phase 1 which was all the origin stories um in and then we had the sort of um you know going against expectations or or however you want to look at it with phase 2 you know we're putting them in like real um mm-hmm uh perilous circumstances to show character growth before we have to get to the end of the infinity saga and that's when they really started thinking about the end game but i felt there was more growth for an example with chavez she was a plot vehicle an anthropomorphic plot vehicle and at the end the whole the real power is inside you sort of thing it felt like we were watching a a kid's film and also the rachel mccadam stuff at the beginning was. It felt like it was foreshadowing, and I expected it to come at the end that both Wanda and Steve, through this journey, both realised that they had to let go for them to fill their own purpose. But it didn't ever really get anywhere. We had directions that this was going to, and then it just all just became set-piece. At the end of WandaVision, she's walking away, with nobody batting an eyelid, by the way, yeah, but nobody died and I'm sorry. And then I'm sorry. How come you do it? You're a hero and I do it because you were a cunt Scarlet Witch. That's why, because Doctor Strange (laughs) is doing it to try and save the world. You're doing it for selfish reasons. And when she's sitting there in the post credits and it's got the dark hole, the kids clearly are calling her for within the multiverse. It wasn't that she was going to another multiverse or universe to steal the children that wonder also clearly had power when she was pushed like i i felt it, it was a mess this is where we're going but now we've taken a real fucking right turn into where it where it ended up
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right well yeah i'm with tim i i, I enjoyed it so one of the first things I, I, I do whenever I go to see whatever movie, be it Marvel or whatever, I kind of shower. Mm. And I go in there as like my 12 year old, 13 year old self, when I took mm. myself by myself to go and see Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. Cause none of my friends wanted to see it. And I sat there and I ate popcorn uh, and hot dogs which I didn't think were pork at the time. And I didn't eat pork and I was nearly sick. <laughs> I was like, what is this food? But anyway, and I enjoyed it. And that, and I try to recreate that whenever I go, regardless of the history, regardless of what I know, whatever I've seen in the trailer, I like to be that kid again and just get hit. You screen surprise me, give me entertainment. And I part the brain. And sometimes stuff jump out and jars me. and makes me realize that's not right. Um, Like you mentioned the 616, uh, there was a bit of shaky cam stuff, which was old school Sam Raimi. And that took me out of the MCU stuff. And I'm like, that's Evil Dead clearly, you know, Mm. stuff like that. But, and there were loads of little parts that really irked me. Oh, like, when they came flying out of the multiverse and landed on astroturf. I'm like, that's clearly not grass. It's horrid. It's, it's, (laughs) you know, you could see it around the line. It was really, I was thinking reshoot heaven. But- it's like when we
0: both spotted, like, Vision the synthoid having creases in his pants, uh, yeah. and I'm like, "Come on, guys, you've got a CGI budget for fuck's sake! Come on, why has he like- got
1: creases? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But but a the- zip? <laughs> it's like no.
0: the it's like the monkeys that would steal children out the audience it, it, when you used to go to the traveling circus, and then as it's running away and everyone's shot, you could see thankfully the zip down the back of the. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, so, but you know, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. I yeah. really, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it for what for what it was in and of itself. Now, when you look at it as a piece of a puzzle, an MCU puzzle, and you look and you yeah, go, yeah. Oh, this piece fits there, and you go, oh shit, no, it doesn't. And it goes, oh, but it should fit there. I was, no, it doesn't because that, mm. so where the fuck does this fit? that's mm. when i start to get problems with it so in and of itself i loved it i was entertained i was scared i was just like yeah i got involved but when i start to to disseminate it like one of the best uh memes i saw about it like why didn't this bitch try ivf before grabbing the dark hold like what the fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like come on it's because they already cast the kids, that's why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear a couple of little um, production things that I found out in my brief Let's do it, there? let's do it. So do it. I want to say, again, I want to underline the fact that I didn't dislike this film. I thought it was, it was fine. My enjoyment was balanced by the things that took me out of it. But the actual... Um, they actually started shooting it before the script was finished. Now, that doesn't necessarily always mean it's going to be a disaster because for Joker, and Phoenix saw the the script and with Todd Phillips, he brought a new um, POV to it and they were rewriting pages of the scripts um, while they were in makeup. And no, they were writing them the, the post shoot the day before and then learning them in makeup. So that doesn't always, lend to catastrophe but it certainly doesn't help that they didn't even have an ending to the film when they started shooting now it was also supposed to come before one division in no way home and it was supposed to open the multiverse for no way home yeah so that post credit scene that came in far from home was probably as a result of that and then and then that's why the first act of spider-man no Way Home was so disposable that they put him in this peril and then ultimately it's gone and everybody's forgotten about it once the multiversal rip has opened, like he's walking around the streets and it's absolutely fine and nobody seems to bat an eyelid because that's how the modern world <laughs> works. I suppose it does. It's just going from catastrophe to catastrophe and then that's where everybody's <laughs> start Mike Knighting next. And the other thing that I found out in my research, was that Michael Waldron was given the remit for the film, and when he handed over the script to Feige, to Raimi, and whoever else, probably Nate Moore or uh, Victoria Alonso, whoever it may have been, they were like, oh, so the Illuminati is going to be in this film then? (laughs) Like It was not a part of the plan at all until he did the rewrite, uh, until he did the tweaks, and he actually went to Twitter to find out who people are talking about the most and that's why we got the the boss logic version of uh krasinski mr fantastic he actually went to feige and said i want to get tom cruise do you think we can and feige said there's no chance he's just simply not available now whether that means that feige's already spoken to tom cruise and he was like yeah he's not going to be available or whether it just means like (laughs) one of the hardest workers in hollywood isn't actually available but and again with with that i thought it brought a certain amount of expectation i mean black bolt was the one that made me like holy shit yeah that was something that i had absolutely yeah. no, no clue idea. yeah Perhaps cool. a, Matt's a great actor like in discovery he is good like genuinely a great pike and i he i felt like he was done dirty so i was glad that at least he at least he, let's just say he made his scene pop
1: <laughs> right. look i was talking about this film um 18 months ago and that's the kind of shit that i thought i thought this was a window start off with i don't know hugh jackman and deadpool and everything and just like just fold yeah. them into the to the multiverse and they already exist we don't need backstories they're just part of it but the Eternals, that was before seeing the Eternals. And clearly we've got stuff with DNA now. And evolving and cosmic and stuff. So I think there's a bigger world at play with regards to the this version of the MCU and X. Let's just put it like that. So once I saw what they did with the Illuminati, I was just like, okay. They're basically saying, hang tight, we got you. That's what that was saying to me. It wasn't saying that um they're not coming, it's saying, Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. where they're coming. I um I feel it was just like a disposable thing that they were giving us. But I'm glad that Krasinski was used in this, but like he's like a less charismatic Ryan Reynolds, whereby you just get a slightly different version of a nice man in all his films. <laughs> and I didn't buy him as Reed at all. All I saw was John Krasinski, and I'll extend that now to this. I mean, fuck me, if you're watching this and you're not expecting spoilers, and where have you been? What are you doing with your life? But, <laughs> but the um, the first post-credit scene where Clear comes in. And- I only knew that it was clear in the same way because, well, I didn't know it was, but I was like, "Oh, that's probably clear because that's yeah. a character that's associated." But it was as baffling and as unspecific as Harry Styles turning, it's <laughs> Harry Styles turning up at the end of Eternals with like, "Who the fuck's this?" Or the fact that we just have a generic African American voice that's speaking to um, Kit Harington at the end of Eternals. And the thing that I didn't like about Clear specifically, because it was like a virtually unknown and unexpected provision, all I saw was Charlie's Theron in the same way that all I saw was Harry Styles. These people are too famous to adopt some totally. minor roles because it's not like Punisher, where at least you know there was a character basis that everybody knows it's in the Zeke Geist. When you have Charlie Theron, it's clear, Harry Styles as, Eros, not Eros, is it whatever he Is it? Is. Um, is it? I think yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All all you're seeing is him because the characters don't aren't defined enough. They don't have enough material. They're not well known enough for it to be anything other than the actor that's playing them. And also, when Clear first appeared, her costume design was far too similar to the Eternals. I thought it was an Eternal mm-hmm. showing up, and they were actually going to tie it into that in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Now. The problem that I have that specifically, I also didn't like the Eternals uniforms. I thought they looked like Egyptian power rangers. They could have basically, each one of them identifies with the period of history that they most felt at home in. And that's the way, like a Prince of Persia one, like a, a medieval one, a Viking one. And they all have these looks like almost like an extraordinary League of Gentlemen kind of feel to it. But instead, we just, like I said, it was the Moss Espa Vespers, but it was already done in Eternals. It worries me now that Marvel, because of their prestige, are going to people like Harry Styles, like Charlize Theron.
1: I'll take your, I'll take your point, because it's a good one. But in terms of, let's not forget what Gunn did with Guardians. I mean, like, who the fuck read Guardians? You know, well- now it's top, top billing. Well, the thing, that's the misconception. That's the reason
0: why Eric Larson was actually taken to Image because Mm. the top eight selling comics at that time when Image started in the 90s, none of them were Avengers. They were, the only one that wasn't an X-Men or Spider-Man title was Eric Larson's Guardians of the Galaxy. And I know you'll say, well, that's not Dan Abnett and um, uh, Lanning series of this Mm. iteration, Mm. but they certainly aren't... uh, a team without a history or prestige, mm-hmm. and since I don't think they are quite as unknown as everybody remembers, the Mandela but effect. I, I don't it? think
1: it's a question of unknown. I think in terms of phase one, that's not the, the go-to team I would have thought of. Mm. You know, it's not. It's not. You know, so it's not like they don't have any prestige, yeah. but in, they're not triple A.
0: But the, the point that I was making wasn't really to the notoriety of the characters. It's mismatching mm. it with the notoriety of an actor whose own persona then swallows it. The way that they cast that, Brad, Bradley Cooper was a voice actor. Vin Diesel was a voice actor. Chris Pat nobody really knew about. Zoe Saldana did Avatar, but again, it wasn't her physically. Mm. It was CGI. Mm. And then you had Karen Gillan, who had a bit part in Doctor Who, so you would have to have watched that, or Kids TV here. Um, and then who else? Batista was a wrestler. Like it's a great yeah. cast, but also none of them had a um, an acting persona mm. that was going to dominate a lesser known character. And that's yeah. the point that I've made that with Charlie Theron and the same with um, uh, old One Direction, Harry Styles, when it's Eros, when it's the- clear that nobody knows, all you're going to see is the actors now because they don't have that basis. You no, know, it's a that's
2: a good point. I mean, yeah, that point is well taken because even if you just think back to two thousand eight, um, I mean, now um, these guys are like superstars, but nobody knew um, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, people knew Robert Downey Jr., but he was like a Danish character actor when he was cast,
0: and that yeah, yeah.
2: like no one knew. I mean, I'd never seen. Um, I'm trying to think of like what the early movies are. Like what
0: are the first Chris Hemsworth was on Home and Away, which is a yeah, yeah. soap know, yeah. Like
2: now he's a huge star, but no one, I mean he was not it's not like casting Charlie's mm. the, the MCU has gotten so big now that it runs on that problem of of like continuing escalation of like star power. Whereas back in back at that point like no one knew. I mean these people were not mm. not bigger. They were not Tom Cruise, right? I mean they were
0: not Charlie's Theron. They now are, but they were not do you think it's too big now, though, Tim? Because that was one of the things... Uh, in actual fact, this worked in isolation because it was it was stripped away from the actual MCU. Do you feel that the MCU now has too many characters? That it is almost impossible to maintain any threat because volumetrically, there mm. is just far too much superheroism available? Yeah, I
2: don't know whether I think that or not, but this movie definitely is is a I think a like a test of that question because mm. one that I, th- I think that really is completely integrated to the Disney plus stuff right you have it depends on knowing about Wandavision a lot of ways it depends on knowing about um the you know the, the multiversal even like what if like if you hadn't seen one if you'd be like mm. what is, like who's this first Avenger you know it's yeah. like even depends on kind of that stuff and so to that extent I mean it definitely tests that hypothesis that the that the that the heroes this, like the universe is getting too large mm. um and i do wonder about that i mean the movie did very very well and i kind of wonder about the more casual people who had not you know into to wandavision whether they were confused by that i mean, I, I have to assume you would uh, have been
0: have you the- seen the second weekend drop off though Um, I've not seen Saturday night figures, but there was an 85.1% drop off on comparative Fridays. I think where
1: where they missed the trick with this, if I use my analogy analogy of the puzzle piece, is that you had, like not everyone who watched Loki, for example, watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It just had a different feel. People love the, the actors, so the, you know, people will follow the actors rather than the characters. And, and you've got people that love the characters and follow the characters. And you've got people that follow the magic or the mythology and they will go for the, that type of film other than... So people can always cherry pick what they like from yeah. each type of MCU genre. But what this thing missed the trick is that it should have been a bit that joined them all together. Yeah, there should yeah, have yeah. been the link no, from No Way Home, apart from the reshot scene that they clearly just filmed off the back of a fag packet. You know, oh, did he shoot webs out of his butt? You know like, <laughs> they, they come up with that, that that. Um no links to Kang, Loki, he who whatever the fuck. Like it should have been He who
0: everything all the time at once. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the only the only madness you got all the multiverse was that scene well it was crazy then, was it? the dark hole then there was the the it was bits. Cr- it's just yeah and, it was like where is it Ugh. that yeah that i mean that scene was phenomenal in totality you right. know that all the bits all the universes but it's not it's on par with when um the watcher was fighting uh ultimate fucking ultron and, and they were mm. it was punching through every single universe. Mm. At least there was action happening, you know, and you were there were Easter eggs in every universe that they went to like, oh my God, that's such and such. Oh my God, that, you know, with this, it was just, okay. That was phenomenal special effects. And that was it done. The other, the only other iterations of multiverses was the dark hold when she used it or when he used it to translocate and then, mm. you know, pout sleepwalk through the, fucking dead straight you know so they did totally totally missed the opportunity to bring that much mo- and even fuck it the sony verse the spider verse i was expecting some one kind spider-man of...
0: at least yeah at least one
1: it could have been something there even when they you know we got the living tribunal again so what it doesn't it you know it's doesn't yeah. it's not adding up
0: it's it's at this point it's kind of like we're not we're not um, a cat with a laser pen, like oh, <laughs> like jangly keys, as John Campy would say, jangling the keys, and we're like, oh, it's <laughs> yeah, 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 living tribunal. One thing you raised
2: a little earlier was um, like Cheeto Gomez. I, I actually, before when we when we started talking about this, I kind of forgot she was even in the movie at all.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. So whether she's giving nothing to do or she's not very good or both, um, um, yeah, I thought that she was like the MacGuffin of the movie, like wow. almost. So or figuratively yeah. so, right, like everyone's trying to, to capture her and she's like the plot driver. Yeah. That was very, very ineffective to me. And yeah.
1: I I was like, why in this bitch dead? Every minute they yeah. yeah. catch her, someone's taking shit away from her. Mm-hmm. She's just a screen queen on Yeah, sorry. I mean I I don't
2: mean to pause us and to, to just shit on someone, but I I, yeah. I like literally had forgotten it was even in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: not it's not her. It's the way yeah. the film was devised. I think you know, I didn't Who's think even put, right? from what I know yeah. about Chavez, I was like, this girl ain't got enough moxie to, to pull it off. I, shouldn't have I mean,
0: have you heard about this? I think I'm gonna call it what it is, this ridiculous MCU that's been on let's call them traditionalist YouTube channels. The MCU as they're trying to it's basically fetch, like stop trying to make it happen. But oh, um, right. yeah, so but America Chavez is not a popular character. I'm not saying she's unpopular, but this is this is the issue. We've, we've been down this line in the comics. No character gets cancelled, no comic gets cancelled that can sell more than 14,000 issues a month. That's not a lot, not a lot. You're, you're dropping down to almost some, maybe between 17 and 100, depending on the month of, of comics. Like maybe there's four Spider-Man things, but Spider-Man's in the top as well. Mm. But what Jed, Jed Mackey's doing is Moonlight. If you Moonlight, if you can write a character well, you can get it into that top ten. America Chavez. It's like with the Iceman um, LGBTQ uh, representation as well. Mm. It wasn't good enough. Like, and and of course the actual how good the comics are. Like it's a very multifaceted. It's not just. You know, does it, do those characters work, or or is are they appreciated enough? But ultimately, they've introduced a character that nobody cares about enough anyway. Mm. And also, they don't they if they want to represent a, a demographic, then do it better than this because this yeah. is almost like a tokenistic. Well, we've it done is. it in the and, same way that the they done about it in the comics, comics.
1: Is that even her history already being retconned in in the short time mm. she's been in existence? So it's like, come on.
0: There's not a lot of precedent for her either. She was a bit part player in one in the, um, who's my mate, my best mate, Kieran Gillen, and Kieran Gillen's Young Adventures. She's a bit parter in that that pops up and goes. There was the limited series that got cancelled before its uh, climax. And that's basically it. Like, there isn't a big precedence for this character. If you're having to do that with Spider Man and Black Panther in Civil War, to introduce those characters Mm. with decades of history, Mm. to invoke, to provoke things from people, to get them excited. Don't put a relatively, I won't say unpopular, because that um, sounds negative, but Mm. a character that isn't popular, a whole length of a film as a main supporting character. She probably had as much screen time as Elizabeth Olsen. Now, if that doesn't jump out to you, Here's a little thing that I was thinking. Going to Secret Wars, I don't think we're gonna get doomed soon enough for it to be his roots. How's about if Scarlet Witch, if Wanda is the person that brings about Secret Wars?
1: Could work. And I'd, they'd probably do it like that, to be fair. I don't think she's dead in a traditional in the same was. in the way that Charles Xavier's dead.
0: Mate, yeah, no man. one's brown bread
1: in the MCU. There you go. <laughs> They're just off screen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, no allusions to Vision. What the fuck? Come on. Yeah,
0: that was crazy. Yeah. Because we we left out at the end of One Division, White Vision had all the memories of Vision. Yeah, like what? 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 Like what? he wouldn't have come to and gone. You know, in that very soft, doughy eyed yeah. Paul Bettany way of saying, Wonder, what you have to understand. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then he'd say some really prolific um, sort of allegory or so like proverb. Yeah, he'd no say something way. Clown.
1: No way.
0: Yeah. No way, it probably he probably was in yeah. it, but all the releva- revelations in the Johnny Depp trial of, of his uh, drug adult that exploits with Johnny Depp, <laughs> they're probably going get that <laughs> motherfucker out of here <laughs> Did you <Yeah>. Did you? <laughs> when you were with uh, Mr. betney did you do cocaine? Yes, I did <laughs> Did you do pills? Uh, can you clarify pills? <laughs> can you clarify pills? And he's like um, what's it like, Adeline and whatever the fuck else, Xanax, it's like Yes, I believe we did do that. <laughs> <laughs> did you drink alcohol? Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> with the the lack of use of the multiverse, I kind of wanted more, but at the same time, I'm comfortable with the amount of it, because if this there needs to be value in the inverted commas 616, I, I think with too much expansion and too much quick fix available, I think it would have. I would have struggled going forward to say, well, why can't they just jump to another multiverse, another universe, and and fix it that way? You know, like basically Rick and Morty. Yeah. I was
2: just like confused by the whole thing. Like I didn't see the purpose of even raising six one six. Just adds unnecessary confusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what. I, I don't even know what to make of that. You know, it's like what so what are we to make of that i don't really understand it like
0: well it's always been earth one nine 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 in the past yeah. like it's been one and then five nines um but the, the get out of jail that's been said is that well that may have just been um rich McAdam's characters determination that isn't valid in ours like in the same way that we all say the English names for different countries. We don't say Polska, Svej, do- Deutschland, Français. Do you know what I mean? South yeah, I, <laughs> I do so, know what you mean, but but why wow. even why even cause I do it at all? Why confusion? do it at all? Yeah. And here's I another thing: How did Mysterio know about? To, yeah, know, to refer to it as six one six.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: if he was wrong. And it was just a cheeky sort of look, look into the camera and wink at the audience. Oh, he's just chosen a random number. that. Oh, I know that number. Me, me, I know the number. Me too. Oh, juggly keys. <laughs> <laughs> look at the keys. Look at the red dots on the floor. Yes, me, I know that. I like red dots and keys. <laughs> but now they've gone, like the, for them to confirm it in this way, it's just, it's confusing. Because, it yeah, how confusing. how did Mysterio know to, to bluff? to that number it's mad isn't it yeah yeah and then, and then just like
2: as a matter of how to make sense of it like just are, like what about the 616 com- i don't just i don't i don't understand it the 616 comics is a comic book universe called 616
0: yeah, I, yeah so what about earth 92131 which is the x men animated universe which they also Used to have the animated version of Professor X, not actually animated, but in the same way that Doctor mm. Strange changed when he went through all the different things. Like in this, you you're keeping the stipulation that the animated one was separate, but now that's been brought into whatever their world was or that version of it. So you're acknowledging the animated, but now you're not. Now you're you're not creating that separation with the actual six one six. I I don't get it. It's it's confusing, Tim. It's very <laughs> confusing. I, I don't get it.
2: I don't even know how to articulate like the exact, yeah. just extremely confusing. I mean, it's so true. It's like when they, when, cool uh, when he um talks about, it, when she talked, when Rachel, Mc, the multiversal Rachel McAdams says like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, yours is the 616. Of course, I was like, dangly case, dangly case. How exciting. I know that number. But then yeah, like, yeah. like five seconds of reflection, you're like, that's that is very very confusing and also and that mm. movie, and also what does that even mean? Like, are you trying to tell me yeah. that the the six one six comics, the ones I read week to week, is the same universe as the now con, the now uh, MCU universe? I don't understand. But it's not what that would even entail. And then B, why introduce that confusion at all? I mean, it was so tidy,
0: already, Simply an MCU universe. Yeah, and they already have a number for it. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it made me angry. I wanted to stand up and go, no. I just stand up and go, no, no. I'm walking like out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Taking my shirt tur- as I'm taking my clothes off as I'm walking out. Like, just there's, there's like a trail of like underwear. <laughs> oh, no. But then I just sit outside, sir, you've got to leave and you need to put your clothes back up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> now that means all the Disney Plus stuff
2: is 616, I think.
1: It's not because
2: oh, because just like from the filmmaking perspective, from like the 5D pr- production perspective, anyone who doesn't know about the comics is going to get nothing out of that. That's going to be confusing, or it's going to mm. go. But the people who do know about the comics can be like, "What the fuck?"
1: Mm. It, it's
2: like it—it it cannot. It serves no purpose to like the normals, and serves like a very confusing purpose to the rest of us.
0: Just to lighten the mood a little bit, because we've <laughs> all got this a little bit hot under the color, so. <laughs> Another thing that was proposed in one of the um, passes of the script was that Wanda was going to basically Clint Barton uh, Wong. And what she was going to do, whether it was Wong Wong or was it whether it was a multiversal Wong, was very on in the film. He was going to be included on the attack on Camel Taj and also, he was going to be turned into uh, John Rambo, and he was going to be running around with grenade launchers and machine guns, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: which sounds oh. pretty sick. But at the same time, yeah. I'm kind of glad that they didn't. No. <laughs> yeah. no and uh, okay, let's talk about Camelotage because anyone that thinks that Wanda is a sympathetic vision is up out their motherfucking mind. <laughs> like Doctor Strange didn't. Doctor Strange still managed to do... Stephen Strange still managed to do the right thing. Agatha was still consciously aware of her selfish actions. She had the black fingers. She was completely... She'd been using the Dark Darkhold for a long time as well. Oh, she's yeah. just a cunt. Like, legitimately, she's a spoiled bitch. Like, the whole premise of... The manufacturer of a bomb that drops on your house is the sole responsibility of the person that owns the company that produced it. It's just horrifically misguided. And if you, I was like, okay, allow it. I get it. She saw it. She's had trauma. People do uncertain things through trauma. It's her motivation. She needed somebody to be the bad actor in that. And he was the identifiable bad guy you know spectral evil vision that she could then get closure by finding revenge but she isn't sympathetic in this and to be honest with you at times when i was watching this i wanted just a mustache twiddling evil doer that just wanted money or power i was like (laughs) come on guys i felt like this suffered in the same way that before the first doctor strange Um, because there was the whole thing, we don't need another origin story. So what they did was they compressed the first act of that film, a very procrastinated and expanded second act. And then the third act was as it was. And this is what made it more astonishing for me in the first Doctor Strange, that he was a selfish prick at the beginning that found everything too easy. He was a selfish prick all the way through the film. And then he got really good at magic and he was a selfish prick that won. There was no humility, there was no Mm. loss. Even when he broke his hands, he just became a worse person. Mm. And that compressed first act just meant that we had to endure him being an asshole for much, much longer. I feel that this now is the same sort of position, but for a different thing whereby the villains were boring. So now they all have to be sympathetic. Let's just have somebody that didn't need the motivation of the children that is just a dick. Because that's what she is. And the problem is with that first film, and I'm going to say it again in this one, in this, we had we had three Academy Award nominees in this film, two winners, or one winner, sorry. In the first film, we had four. The acting in both these films does not reflect that. All
1: right, well, I'm not going to pick apart the acting, but on your point <laughs> of, of the villain, um, I think it's post-Dark Knight. You know where, you know, B- Bane had righteous justification for the actions he was taking, and to the point where you can go, actually, he makes a good point. You know, I, I think the, the, the I think that I liked him. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I think the days <laughs> of someone just being a dick because they've got power is kind of gone. People people need a bit bit more, and even then. You Know they like with mm-hmm. if you go back to the flag smashers in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, oh, like yeah, but no, Just you know, no. It's, it's, it's that it's like everyone tries to grasp this one thing, and like is that really enough to carry a motivation to kill innocent bystanders by any means necessarily? No, not really. So, I, I think what they w- should have done is is is. Leaned into the madness a bit more to say that no, exactly. that yeah. she's actually not all there
0: postnatal depression. Yeah,
1: thank you. I'm sure there's something related to that if you lose your entire family that you created. And you know, there were some Post nice little tidbits once. there, like, D- Don't all mothers create or something like that mm-hmm. from nothing? Mm-hmm. I thought, Yeah, that's bloody good. That is, mm-hmm. but um, I'm happy with her being a villain, it's just they didn't. Dig in enough, you know, like they, they shouldn't yeah. dig in. And I, I'm not sure if that's the 13 rating or not. But and if you think about films like Let's Talk About Kevin, where mm-hmm. something that's not right is just implied, mm-hmm. you know, you're not actually stating that, yo, this guy has got something wrong. You just know something isn't right. And you could do that. You could do that a lot. So I think there's a number of things at <laughs> play with this story
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah you know all of these programs now got the making of and in the making of yeah, yeah, with the children yeah, yeah. they were saying they wanted to do a lot more but because of restrictions on travel because of restrictions yeah. on this that and the third they had to find a location stick with it and make it happen yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and considering how big the multiverse of madness should have been it was almost on like my daughter says why did they hype it like it was on end game level and then we mm. you know we again we only see a handful of characters um i think the original idea was to do some of that stuff and and then because they didn't have the script written beforehand and they were thinking what can we do that the fans really like oh illuminati let's just get them in get some ultron bots like what the fuck none of that's explained yeah. hinted to whatever you know yeah it's 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 a lot of things that they stuck together to make okay it work and again like i say like it's something that that fits in the pantheon but it doesn't it doesn't make sense a lot of it doesn't make sense
0: another thing that doesn't make sense is that derrickson one of the stumbling blocks was he wanted to use nightmare in the original film Mm. now i think that this film misinterprets its own um modus operandi operandi. yeah whereby he wakes up in a panic and it turns out that the dream that he just had is another multiverse. Now, that is assuming that there is a sleep connection to all the different multiverses, Mm. which is inaccurate. What it actually is, is in a multiverse where literally every single thing is happening, is that any dream that you do have will coincidentally match up to a universe that's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And they should have stated that, and not that the dreams were the link, mm-hmm. because that's a huge misstep again that ties itself in knots. Because if you go back through a lot of the films, there's a lot of retrofitting dreams that have happened, and well, this or that, or yeah, that was in a multiverse. No, 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 they were just dreaming. It's just that literally every single possibility is happening in the multiverse. And so we just coincidentally, had dream it matches. Moon
1: Knight, FFS.
0: And again, I didn't not like this film. It was enjoyable. It was good enough to watch. And I left it going, okay, cool. Cool, what's up next? Contrarily, there was a lot of stuff that just annoyed me. In the same way that I just feel like Eternals needs to, as much as my opinion of it has improved significantly, (laughs) they need to fence that off because how can you have... You had the Athenian gods were influenced by the Eternals, which are now going to be appearing in Love and Thunder. And also that we had the Eniad of Egyptian gods, that how do they, when the world is, was created for the purpose of celestial growth, how have these other gods... Manifested. Act, act, ...actors in the conscious behaviour of humans that were only created to, to provide sustenance to a growing celestial. And The same with this film in a way that... I really thought Gore was going to appear at the end of Moon Knight as well, like as a nice little teaser, and he was just going to fucking run through the Ennead, just one after the other, as a indicator of how powerful Gore is. That We've had this whole uh, is it six-episode run of Moon Knight where it's a real struggle to gain any kind of power over the Ennead of Egyptian gods, and then Gore just comes in and fucking Northmans them. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, then you see the purpose and the chaos of Gore and Christian Bale. Like I thought that was a mistake. but I, I'm getting off the point a little bit. I feel like there's too many conflicting ideas,
1: and for the first time, I feel like they're throwing it at the wall a little bit. Again, like I said, like when when, when you watch it in the film, you can enjoy it, but when you start asking questions, like. You don't take down camouflage like that. No. 50,000 magicians and all they can yeah, do is throw up don't. a shield. Like, suck my something, man. Get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. I, and
0: on that um, thought, I probably would say, although I was in my infancy in my comic back-to-comics life, but Last Days of Magic is still probably my favourite thing that I've read since all new or different. Uh, what Jason Allen does with the preceding arc and then building into that, where he loses his power and what mm. come the the, the the function that Taj has at the end of that the only way that he can you know defeat the evil that, that is antagony to the story it's so powerful that he can only defeat it with the combined effort of Taj. and i actually that's where i want it to go next and i know it's a trope so it just we'll just have to do it well well i want to see him depowered and struggling Going on like an Indiana Jones, searching, searching the world for any relics or artifacts yeah. that still have this slight presence of magic to build his power back, and then they can introduce the cost of magic. Um, oh, I fucking loved the musical fight scene. I fucking yes, adore yes.
1: that. Yes. Yeah, that was
2: great. Originality. That was incredibly original.
1: I've heard people complain about that. I thought that was a highlight. Amazing Hulk. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 you couldn't experience that at home with the surround sound, with the sound going
0: yeah.
1: and coming out the other speakers. I oh, fucking, this is amazing.
0: Did you yeah, guys watch it I'm, in 3D by any chance? No,
1: I can't hack I it. No. I get out with headaches when I do 3D, man. Fuck it.
0: I'm going to, um, well, I've got the 3D projector at home, well, at my house. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I'll probably try and get it. I'll get it for that. But I was going to try and watch it in 3D before we, before we taped, but. You know, life happens, work. Oh, well work well, well to our people. heart
1: bleeds for you, Matt. Well, <laughs> please. A little bit
0: of sympathy wouldn't go amiss.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, that that was really, really good. And I was I, I, what I also liked was that um you know Doctor Strange Supreme, he wasn't a MacGuffin he, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he was actually and and you're talking about acting. He Benedict playing all the different Strangers was, I, I, I love that. Mm. He he really commits to something. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, I take your He's point. He's a great character. He didn't, actor. Really, he didn't really learn anything as a character and then all of a sudden made a switch. Mm. But the fact that he was able to play each Strange distinctly different. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, a, a pati- And you know that when he did the dead Dead Strange, he was acting and contorting himself. Yep. And don't forget, this is a guy that could have Chekhov's easily, cadaver. Yeah, <laughs> right he, exactly. He could, he could have. They could have even CGI'd that, but he would have been like, "No, I want the practical." This is a guy that dived on the floor, pretending to be a dragon in The Hobbit, just yeah. just to get into the role. So you know that would have been him standing there, all bent and twisted, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he's brilliant. He, you know, like. He he can be the next Tony Stark taking the next set of Avengers or whatever the fuck they call it, the guardians of the multiverse. I'm happy with him doing his stuff, man. He's good. Oh, I
0: I'll tell you one thing before we close it off. Some Sam Raimi cannot direct children. That was fucking toe curly. <laughs> the the ice cream song in Mommy, there's oh. a bubble oh, pain. Kill them! Fucking kill them! (laughs) Do us all a favor, snap fucking pro X their necks. (laughs) Start
1: start petition.
0: (laughs) Kill them. My kids, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Yeah. You know where the fridge is, you know where the spoons are. Is it past six o'clock?
1: Yeah. but it doesn't fucking matter where the spoons are. (laughs) Get to your bedrooms. Jesus Christ, children. If, If he made that a horror element now. That would have been Saturn. Like <laughs> I screamed, <laughs> ah! ah! Shut up about ice oh, cream. Hey. and she flipped. Did you guys know that <laughs> was Bruce Campbell at
0: first, like the vendor? I didn't know until the end. It no. it weirded me out. Like I was like, I know him, but I don't know him. Like it no. really. I would. I had like a like a I brain tumor. He I was trying to squeeze out. <laughs> I was
1: like, yes. You knew immediately. Yeah. I'd yeah, not, yeah. 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 I and, I didn't and,
2: go to the second second thing,
1: yeah. The the fact that he made the spell beat the shit out of himself like evil dead. dead yeah, too. I was just like, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah.
0: Oh, and um, I'll tell you another positive thing that I liked about it. It wasn't it was a film solved by the presence of thought and not the presence of um fists. I liked that Chavez, to be fair, it was her character, but it could have been anybody, yeah. took her to that world and said well, I suppose the power set, it had to be her, <laughs> to show her, like, look,
1: yeah.
0: your kids don't even like you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that the presence of that was, it was a clever way to end the film. A yeah. lot like yeah. the first one, one of the strengths of that was that it wasn't just the, well, I suppose it was a CGI battle in the sky, but you know the point <laughs> I'm trying to make, it was yeah, something yeah, yeah. that had more more care, more sort of courtesy to uh, to the thought process. But um, but yeah again a lot of a lot to say about it but Mm. it was fine you guys
1: liked it i was was a bit more than fine for me yeah Yeah, i liked it
0: yeah Yeah. well not as much as spider-man spider-man is my
2: favorite one i've seen recently
0: but uh yeah to be yeah and on that i was a bit like there's been a few there's been the last few shang Chi eternals and now this spider-man being the one that really is a shining beacon but i was like this this three three out of four that i'm a little bit uneasy with like i'm not i don't know yeah anyway i know you mean
1: that that feeling that je ne sais quoi
0: I'm sick of it all being fucking depressing. Everybody's fucking sad in the MCU at the minute. There's nobody that's like everybody's gotta be down in the mouth and like, oh my God, oh my, I don't know who my dad is. Oh, we're all just we're all just robots. Oh my god. (laughs) I mean (laughs) Oh my god, I can't find my children. Oh my god, my auntie's dead. Oh my god, I've got I've got I've got multiple disassociative identity disorder and I don't know who I am anymore.
1: <laughs> it's just
0: like come on come on never has Taika Waititi been needed more yeah, <laughs> and really I really. hated his tone for Ragnarok but I tell you fucking what I've watched Ragnarok a couple of times in the last six months <laughs> it's a palate cleanser like yeah. okay 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> just give me some oh, i never realized that Chris Hemsworth actually isn't funny <laughs> okay let's not go down that rabbit hole so it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you both it's been an absolute pleasure to have brian here as well i've really enjoyed it fantastic performance thank you lovely stuff
1: james excellent
0: so if you want to bid farewell to
1: our listener Brian. Yeah, yeah, people. Nice one, nice one. You can find me on Twitter on B O Zero G I D E D O W N Boogie Down and follow for follow, man. Like for like, all of that good. She
0: Tim Timity Tim.
1: I got
2: nothing to say other than it's been a lot of fun and let's go Celtics.
0: that only leaves me, I'm Matt. You can find us on all platforms except for Facebook as the end underscore pods. If you've got really hard, you can probably still find me on Instagram, but I ain't really that fussed about the socials, except for the expansion of this glorious podcast. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Like, follow, share. Remember, the best way, if you've enjoyed this, the best way for us to grow the pod is for you to tell people that you listen and you enjoy it. That is the best way. So with that, I want anybody that's listened to this, enjoyed it. Even if you haven't, tell somebody how bad it is. Morbid curiosity is also (laughs) something that we can harness as a weapon. But until next time, I've had a wonderful time with these gentlemen. And that only leaves me one thing to say. As always, we have been, and this is the end.